0: Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable.
1: These are great questions. God, you're asking a comedian a math question. Really good question.
2: Thank you. Damn it.
0: This is so much fun, you guys.
2: Ooh, that is a good
3: question. And that lightning round was so fun. That's a really good question. Comedy fans, conversation enthusiasts, it is a brand new episode of the Comedy Roundtable. Pull up a chair, settle in. We have a great conversation for you this episode. Let's get this party started. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. Hey!
1: you getting in on the game. I appreciate that. Usually you're so negative about him giving me the big intro. I just figured
3: people deserve to hear it in stereo. I didn't even know that our podcast was available in stereo. Yeah, it is actually. And actually, if you click the SAP button, it's available in Spanish. We have saved a chair for you, our listener. And we've also saved a chair here at the roundtable for our guest this evening, Jordan Fisher. We are in the Landmark Diner immediately adjacent to the Punchline Comedy Club. You've been here with us all week, so Sunday night last show of yeah. this visit. Mm-hmm. Easy format of the show. We do some rapid-fire kind of questions. Okay. You pick the topic. Mm-hmm. We ask the questions. Not all of the topics will ultimately be used. You have 3 choices and 2 of them we'll use. Okay. okay. All right. So, I'm game. for your topics are pancake or waffles, mm-hmm. analytics or mood music. Mood music. All right. Mood music starting with Jamie. What is your pre-show
2: music that gets you ready to go on stage? Good question. So I'm going probably hip-hop R&B, so I'm going to be listening to like Kendrick or something like that. Or I'm going Vibey with like Krungbin, who is this kind of like psych rock kind of band. Very just set the tone just set really set the mood kind of kind of deal it's no it's not very vocal heavy it's just a bassist a drummer and a guitar and they're fantastic they're same like, song for when you're gonna be with a lady uh no no so that's totally th- different you know it's funny i never really put on music for that oh really yeah. no make out tape you wouldn't no. want
0: to have it be the same song because you'd get confused and then start the wrong way. Yeah, with yeah. Your opening line and
1: yeah, no. We make the sounds of love. Not, yeah, not the music. That's right. We make the music. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Jamie has playlists for the different events in his life. He's very. He's already has his funeral playlist pretty well set. You have your funeral playlist though. I do. Yeah. That's interesting. And so he wants to be very specific. I mean, he's very specific about <laughs> events in his life. So what's a song that you would have, one, on your birth playlist, had there been one, mm-hmm. and two on your funeral playlist? Jeez. Wow.
2: Okay. My birth playlist. Mm. See, that just makes me think of like the songs that I love the most, which are like Human Nature. That's a good song. And then uh, Do What That Thing by Lauryn Hill. Also great. Yeah. Do you so, remember what was playing when you were born? Absolutely not. Beep,
1: beep, <laughs> yeah. <beep. that>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> In my death playlist, Dream On, Aerosmith. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, I'm going to go with that. So, Dream On, is that played like as the caskets walking down? Out, like Yeah, bring- going out. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Going out. Yeah. It's going out. How cool would that uh, be, yeah. actually? It's going out. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's very, very, very tonal. Yes. All right.
0: So, I am. Can I just say, before you say that? If you had a recording in the casket that was playing the song from within the casket, be, like a pre-recorded thing, of well. you singing that, that would be
2: amazing. Yes, of you singing, uh, right?
0: If him, he's pre-recorded, I'm not. You know, he, open
2: he, it up. It's, it's, they they cast me he's on a big there. screen. on the, he's still there. Open the, the box. back. Open it I've up. I've got my own funeral music video. <laughs> That's right. Just like the me, like hype. arms
3: wide, with doves <laughs> flying by. Now, now the that final I'm actually gorilla, thinking about it.
1: marketing move, yeah. right? I'm playing with my I,
3: I am about to shark tank the shit out of a great idea. Okay, here we go. What if you oh, could yeah, put on board. QR codes <laughs> right? on tombstones? And when you're in a cemetery, you could hit the QR code and actually learn about the person. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Right? Whoa. That'd be cool. I thought you were going with your final music video. Like,
2: you're just like, yeah. you know. 70 80 years old or whatever you just do like a last video shoot with somebody and yeah. you get to choose your song or whatever and they play that If you remember like and yeah. you again people can make it funny people like if whatever whatever their personality style is they do that
3: thing <laughs> where they animate old pictures now so oh, if yeah, you take that's somebody that's right you probably yeah. seen yeah. that right
2: yeah. final
0: music video should be a surprise though for the family right, right. no it's, it it's is like the yeah. 70 or 80 year old is. with the, like the, yeah, the you don't know the
3: models you know hanging yeah. all over him and everything it's like one of those father uh, daddy Daughter, father, daughter dances at a wedding where they like start and then they go into some choreographed routine. You're saying the daughter is in the music video as the models with the, that. gets a
0: little
1: creepy. You're being creepy. That was you yeah, took it the wrong just way. hundred percent. That was weird. Yeah. You misunderstood. MGM is doing a thing now where you go around to their different hotels and you find a QR code somewhere in the hotel. It's like a treasure hunt that they do for in Las Vegas. That's very cool. But at the Bellagio, they made the QR code out of plants. It's in Whoa. the little atrium, in the little... Uh, oh, in so the you middle. have to
3: stand the right way? No, it's like... it's like, But the,
1: the QR code is growing. Mm. It's literally a live oh. QR code that's growing on, in plants wow. out of the wall. That's how it
0: works. There's just like this aggravated gardener who's having... like Every yes. day is having <laughs> every to day get, like, like, meticulous. <laughs> this thing <with> bonsai <laughs> tree stuff. Yeah. I yeah. thought that? it would
1: be so creative, but uh, yeah. now I'm just working my tail off. Well, but I oh, thought it was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, because I'm worried about people swapping stickers on our gravestone, to be honest with you. I think it's a low-risk... Oh, I don't think think it it is. I actually think there's a high Rickroll risk. (laughs) All right. So
3: mood music. My question related to mood music is, do you find that music has a greater ability to improve your mood or negatively impact? Improve.
2: Completely improve. I'm a big music music person. My dad was a music major uh, in college. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in a very musical household. And then just like from listening to, you know... Hip hop and stuff, so much of hip hop is just samples of old school shit. Right. So I love all of it across the board. Yeah. I, it always improves my
3: uh mood. Yeah. You know. Your well, actually family background though was in the yeah. funeral space. Yeah, we right? we own a funeral home. Oh, yeah. wow. My family owns a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're so I, I can talk to
2: some people. Yeah, we can, uh, we, we already <laughs> got an in. Yeah. Um,
3: well, hold on a second. I probably mean now that I'm thinking about it, I might have approached that differently so cavalierly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Right. No, no, no. I, I no, the pitch. no that's how the, the customer. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: one of my closest friends when we were in high school, he used to kind of always Walk around, you know, eyebrows down, you know, kind of serious or whatever. And I'd be like, what do you, you listen to all the time? It'd always be like hard hip hop shit. Yeah. And I was like, bro, try some of this. Try some of this. Try, the, right. you know, like lighter things. And he was like, you're right. It really does like change your mood. I was like, yeah, if you're listening to like, I'm angry all the time, you're probably going to be angry yeah, all right. the time. Like yeah. You're going to be aggravated. Like yeah. You got to listen. You got to spread it
3: out. Can
2: you eat breakfast and listen to Slipknot at the same time? No, I can't.
3: All right, we're going to put some mood music under this as we close out the segment. But don't wander away too far, because we're going to be back with our next segment with our guest, Jordan Fisher. Awesome. Comedy Roundtable. We'll be right back.
2: Next comedian coming to the stage, man. He's actually from North Carolina, but he's here for you tonight. Everybody, please give it up for the very funny, Mr. Jordan Fisher. Come on, everybody. Jordan Fisher. Yeah. How y'all doing? First off, black people, we have to stop blaming white people for our problems. All right? It's a big deal for us. And uh, white people, you gotta stop creating so many problems. <laughs> <laughs> you just... All right, right. You. <laughs> I've done my research on white people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'd be watching Game of Thrones and things like that, <laughs> and all types of potions and elixirs. <laughs> You know why shows like that exist? Walking Dead and Game of Thrones? Because white people ain't got no natural predator. (laughs) You don't. You just gotta make up stuff. You're sitting there like, what if there were zombies and dragons? (laughs) Oh my word, can you imagine? What would the world be like with problems? Oh, just save us, Khaleesi. Like, naked and afraid? It's a white ass show, bruh. <laughs> you know how good your life got to be? That the only way you can feel fear is to go to the woods with your dangalang out? <laughs> Black people ain't doing no naked and afraid. We go outside every day, clothed and suspected.
1: This is no fun. <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: Does Will Jordan make it past this routine traffic stop? <laughs> Find out this Wednesday on Clothed and Suspected. <laughs> now, I've, uh, I've actually been hanging out with a lot of white people lately because I've been spending a lot of time in Harlem. <clears throat> <laughs> guys are spreading. <laughs> Harlem's changed. It's a lot different now. Even the crackheads are different. The crackheads then switch up their merchandise. I was in the barbershop the other day, this crackhead came in and tried to sell me a dragon egg. Mm. He's like, hey man, I got these dragon eggs for you. I was like, dragon egg. He's like, yeah man, there's a whole bag of them. They nice, they clean, they pure, they good quality. You gotta buy this stuff. I was like, brother, these are avocados. I was like, how much you selling these for, man? He's like, 50 cents a piece. I was like, damn, that's a great deal right there. You know how much you can get for these on the white market? You are selling your stuff short, my friend. I try not to think about that race stuff too much, but it does seep into my mind every now and again. I think it's because of where I was raised. I was raised in the South. They teach things differently as a young black kid in the South. Like, I'm from a place called Greensboro, North Carolina. And in, yeah, right. Yeah, and in Greensboro, we had a planetarium, and I love space. I'm infatuated with it. I love space the way Oprah loves bread. (laughs) So I would get geeked. I would get geeked to go to the planetarium. I'd be like, yo, this is dope. We're going to the planetarium. I can't wait. We get to learn about space. And they say, no, Jordan, you're going to learn about slavery. I was like, what? How? right. And they project stars onto the screen, and they say the slaves will use the stars as a roadmap of sorts when they were trying to navigate their way to the north. They'd sing songs. They say, "When the first quail calls to carry you to freedom, follow the drinking gourd." I remember that song. Just in case of emergency. <laughs> so if Trump pressed that button, I'm gonna be out here. <laughs> <laughs> The so North Star,
3: Demarcus, follow me. I know a place in Harlem where we get some dragon eggs. All right, welcome back to Comedy Roundtable. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hearn, and Adam Haig. Our guest this evening is comedian Jordy Fisher. We are here in the Punchline Comedy Club. The remaining two topics are analytics mm-hmm. or pancake or waffles.
2: See, I'm interested by analytics because yeah. what the hell. So, yeah, let's go analytics.
3: Analytics. Going into the
2: the great beyond the void of knowledge. No, I hear you. All right, starting with Jamie.
0: All right, I was told to shorten my questions. Okay. There was a general memo sent Mm. to the Comedy Roundtable Mm -hmm. family, but I believe it was directed right at me. Doing Sean Evans questions. Jamie does nine words. Follow-up questions. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. got you. Oh, I didn't say I wasn't going to have follow-up questions. All right.
2: I think we should shorten the questions,
3: but elongate the intros to the questions. Ooh. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a Yes.
1: Big- Jordan's on it. He knows what's happening here. I
3: always feel like your questions should be, they're like hypotheticals asked of expert witnesses. Doctor, I'd like you to assume the following facts. <laughs> right. Get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Is there room for analytics and
2: stand-up comedy? Dude, no. I... No. I'm hard no on that. Right? Yeah. Because that takes all the pure joy out of it. Nobody wants to really break down. People are already breaking down comedy enough as it is. What did you mean by that? that, Did did they mean, are they on my team? Are they on the opposing team? It was just a joke. Right. I was just telling a joke. I wasn't trying to take a side on any of whatever the joke's topic was. But the last thing we do
1: is bring in math.
2: Yeah. And then we don't want to bring in (laughs) math. And then also, I think about it from a business standpoint of, Where, you know, streaming platforms now are looking at all these analytics on whether somebody enjoys a show or not. And instead of just letting it be organic and natural about like, oh, this audience likes this thing. Oh, we're looking at when did they pause? When did they did they play the next episode immediately or did they come back to it a week later? Did they do this? Do that? And it's like, bro, now now you're just canceling a a show after a first season that everybody liked just because it didn't match up to the analytics that y'all said the whatever goofy system that is, you brought right. your That's algorithm. Right. They to may put have into. loved the show, but their cat
0: yeah. may have died and right at the end of episode one, and then they had to, you know, yeah. they had a week off right. Because right. They're mourning the cat. To come right? Back yeah. There's two. enough
1: <laughs> analytics in TV and movies have kind of, you know, taken a, an element of comedy away from those things. Away right. from it's like, don't don't mess with stand up at this point. Yeah. No.
2: No. People are already over analyzing stand up, and I think you know the the
1: and also every
2: comedian is a different style. Like where it's like somebody might have long stories that have a big punch yep. and then it goes back in. But that's their style and that's what makes them so great is that it's a build versus, you know, the the Sam Morells that's just like, boom, joke, boom, joke, boom, joke, you know, that kind of person. So, so a, a couple
0: people in the showroom with clipboards taking down data that, oh would, that would kind of negatively
2: affect things. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> ruin it. I'd want to see a red dot on each of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Enough. Wow. Yeah.
0: You were so against analytics that you were going to bring in your own sniper. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll bring in so Bill Hater. here's part of my team. I have to say I'm though, Barry. it's interesting
3: that you say that. So I agree with the idea that mm-hmm. analytics, depending on how it's defined, mm-hmm. is actually always used by comedians. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. So there, is, so there is a portion that says this work, or, this word is better than that word. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that that is a kind A-B of testing. analytics. Yeah. Right. So it's not devoid of analytics. It's just not put yeah. into hard copy stats. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. But if comedy right. club owners started using analytics. Oh, my in, God, in, in ha- Who they brought in. There's a co- so there was bad. a company that actually pitched uh, like a software that you could use to analyze comedian sets. That would really make it, a determination dude. as to like whether that was good or not. Whether, no. whether, whether it delivered <laughs> sufficiently. That's horrible. Those people you know? don't
2: know comedy then. Right. Because it's like. Also, too, like it, comedians, we're, we're growing in real time. Right. And right. a lot of people are, you know, comedians, it's all you're experiencing things for the first time and then learning in that time. So if some company took stats on a comedian on their first headlining weekend or, you know, their early their first year or two headlining and then they're getting all these like so-so reports because they're learning. And yeah. it's like, oh, I'm doing my yeah. hour for the first time. And then clubs look at the papers and like, ah, oh, well, analytics don't say he's that great. It's like, just might have fucked over the next Richard Pryor or whoever. Right. right. And they show up on a bad night. Yeah, even even Richard and Carlin had to go through their growth. Right. Like, even though they were killing, they didn't have, they. it took them years before they had generational shifts. So yeah. it's just, yeah, to me, I'm just like, you just have to let comedy be kind con- let the laughs
0: prove it. That's all. Because the crowd also affects your show, Mm -hmm. right? So a lousy crowd is going to mean the show is not going to be as good necessarily. I mean, not that you're not a pro and can't
2: control it, but... Yeah, no, it happens. I mean, sometimes you never know. It's Just a group of fifty people get together and they're like, decide they are all going to suck as a unit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't, you don't know until you get up there. We're kind of bad individually, but you put us together in right. one room, you yeah. have never experienced like, something Yeah, we didn't talk horrible. about this. We just knew when yeah. we walked in together that right. we are a shitty. We group. Don't want to be a good. All right, what's
1: your analytics? All right, so we had analytics. We had uh, pancakes and waffles. I was kind of skirting the line on this question, and my question to you was. What do you think the analytics of breakfast are when it comes to pancakes on vacation? How, what do you think the increase mm. in pancakes <clears throat> is when you're on vacation versus a straight up breakfast? Is this strictly Americans? Strictly Americans? Is it a twenty five percent increase? Is it fifty percent? Is it a hundred percent increase in pancake ordering when on vacation versus mm. normal life? I mean, this is the this is the stuff that changes the world. So <laughs> I know right. that people tuning in to listen Just to this pancakes. Stuff, well, I'm just. I'll give waffles in the same category, but they're kind of like the a little bit decadent breakfast. I think.
2: It's, it's, I still say. I still say twenty five. A twenty five percent increase. I, I think a twenty five percent increase. I don't think the increase is huge, just okay. because what I'm factoring in is somebody's personality. Yeah. So regardless of where they're eating, whether they're on vacation or not, I think that some for breakfast. Yeah. You're either a sweet or a savory person. Good call. So I think that still holds true, regardless of if you're like in,
1: you know, Cancun or so maybe you Orlando do up whatever. whatever you are. You're either a yeah. sweet or a savory. So if you're a savory, maybe yeah. you're doing an eggs benedict. Right. Okay, you're like oh let's do As shrimp and go, grits, yeah. whatever. And yeah. then like I think the sweet other guy's junk food still going is fun. Yeah, I'm, do- and I'm doing and cream.
2: Fr- French toast, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like that's me. <laughs> okay, but like. I think on vacation somebody that's like doing savory breakfast, they're they're indulging elsewhere. Yeah. Whether it's drinking or like actual desserts. Okay. But I think if you a pancake at heart, you through and through.
1: Like you're <laughs> right. doing
2: it, you're doing
0: it
1: right or die.
2: on a regular weekend going back to your house or regular weekend
0: going yeah, back to a house. But the regular weekend <laughs> go back to your house. <coughs> yeah. I might order the all you can eat pancakes because I believe in myself. Yeah. I'm still getting probably just one order of pancakes. But right. if I'm on vacation. Right. I'm going three, four plates in. Right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. What do I have to lose? I'm on vacation. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's not exactly. like you're
2: dieting for something else in the future. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're there. Live I just it think up. it rises with whoever's already on that team. I, I they, hear you. I think they come to play for the championship.
1: Yeah. That's but, right. So, so vacation <laughs> yeah. makes the championship of whatever breakfast you're right. category you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what I the know. cereal people do. Mm. they just get nuts. They go full on. Cereal people aren't going on vacation. Nope. No. no.
2: no. Yeah, so they're no cereal. They're not even <laughs> yeah. living their life to right? the fullest. Great nuts people. It's yeah. yeah. oh, so funny.
3: Oh, I wonder what the food Loops tastes like here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the same yeah. as it was. Same as it ever was. All right. <laughs> Analytics. How self-analytical are you in mm. terms of the things that you choose to talk about on stage? Good question. Okay.
2: I'd say a decent amount. You have to have self-awareness. So I think that just goes, if you're like going to be any type of comic that's, worth a damn, I think you should have some kind of analytical
3: perspective to your material. So yeah, I think i do that. I feel like some comedians have very little separation between who they are in real life. Oh, and, like just throwing out all their business and stuff like that? Right.
2: Like really going for it? You know what? Yeah. So I used to not do that as much. I used to not talk about myself as much on stage like the personal things going on in my life or like dating or anything like that. Because I also too am like I'm not, like, one of those comics where it's, like, I'm only a comedian. Like, you know, there's some comics where it's, like, that's their whole identity. So it's just, like, anything that happens in their life, they're just putting it out on stage. But I used to talk more about, like, things that are going on in the world and just, like, you know, current events and, like, social whatever, like, between people. And I think the past administration and everything, like, made people, like really on edge mm-hmm. yeah. and taking size and everything. So I started to see that and I was like, all right, let me back off of that. Let me talk about me dating, things yeah. like that. So that Personal was kind of like, a, yeah, yeah, that was kind of like a shift for
3: me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, okay. Hey, uh, seat just came open. <laughs> Trevor Noah's leaving, I know, right? leaving I would the love, Daily Show. Uh, yeah, what great? do you think? I mean, it'd if be that cool. came open, would, would you called? ever be
2: like, "I'd love to, I'd love to do something like that"? Listen, Trevor has like a twenty-five million dollar mansion in California, so yeah, I would take that job. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be up there like, "We've got to talk about America." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
3: right. So, upcoming projects. What's the What's the stuff that uh, people should be watching, listening, following for? Well, I've got an album on Spotify called "Good for You," and yeah, I'm just.
1: Going around telling jokes around the country. Where can we find tour date information?
2: Uh, my website, jordanfisher.com, and my Instagram. Just go to my Instagram, jfishercomedy. The link's in the bio, all nice. that kind of stuff. That's where you can find everything. I post clips on there all the time.
1: And awesome. yeah, come to a show. Yeah, awesome. we saw your act tonight. Awesome show. Thanks, really good man. job. Thank you.
3: Well, for uh, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, that'll do it for us. Put your chair back where you found it. For the Comedy Roundtable, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Thanks, guys.
2: My dad recently got an iPhone, and uh, he just signed up for Instagram. I'm the only person he follows. Yeah, it's just me and him. Sometimes it hit me up. He's like, did you see on Instagram the other day? I'm like, yeah, it was me. Like, whatever you saw, I made you see that shit. <laughs> he doesn't know how to work the app at all. Like, the other day, I posted a photo to Instagram. He screenshotted it, texted it to me, and said, I like this. <laughs> how this works bro (laughs) I wrote him an email printed it out mailed it to him fire (laughs) emojis. I used to spend a lot of time in church growing up because my family owns a funeral home (laughs) we do we do we own a funeral home in the ghetto of one of the top 10 violent crime cities in North Carolina (laughs) so business is good (laughs) seriously like if y'all heard gunshots growing up you might have got nervous when we heard gunshots growing up it's going to be a good Christmas, dude. <laughs> it's like, rah, rah. all right, that's a PlayStation, son. All right, all right. Pop, 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 extra controller. All
1: right. Everybody. It's
2: going to be a good Christmas this year, y'all. All